Hey, what's going on? Welcome back. This is Psychotronicast. My name is Alec Berg, and joining me, as always, in the flesh, at the flagship Psychotronicast Studios, Derek Estes. You can and you should subscribe to us on whatever, and listen to us however, and be with us forever. Alright, let's get back into the John Waters 70s series, so without further ado... Derek, what the hell are you getting us into? All right, so now we're going to uh, go into the, the follow-up to Pink Flamingo's Female Trouble. Uh, this is 1974. This movie, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of my favorites. It's uh, It wasn't as big of a hit as Pink Flamingo's, and it definitely isn't as extreme, but I think it still like has a lot of... Uh, <laughs> it has a lot, a lot of insanity going on. Um, yeah, I don't know, this one... It's great. The production value is also a little bit higher. In this it is definitely. Well. It's cool to watch this in, um, you know, in chronological order because now this is like the third time around with this cast and crew, and you get the vibe and you kind of know like, oh, there's Mink Stoll, and you're starting to like know the names, or at least I am. Yeah. And you're like, wow, everybody's chops are improving. They're all just getting a little bit better each time around, and. Um, John Waters is definitely becoming a better storyteller. Yeah, totally. Like, this is just a great... I mean, my letterbox review is one sentence, and it was the greatest... Or, the, the yeah, the greatest coming-of-age story ever told on the screen. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. It's like Don Davenport, I take that biopic over any other. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, and just the production value, too. You can tell it's at least, like, tripled since Pink Flamingos. He's actually cashing in on some of that money, kind of doing a Russ Meyer. Yeah, like, New Line definitely was behind a lot of this like he still had a pretty small crew mm-hmm. um you know he was saying in like one of the, there's an interview with Dennis Lim on the Criterion desk where he's talking about how you know he had like three people you know working and they didn't have you know the sound was also separate from the film so he was able to use like some editing so there's some stuff that's just a little bit like uh you know it, it is a better flow for sure you know and some of and uh, this will even have like some super long stretches of dialogue and things, but it is kind of cut up a little bit more where, um, you know, in the other movies where it's like, this is just, you know, this is a one take yeah. scene. It just goes on forever and they have, you know, like five lines of dialogue to need to rip through. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, you know, it's, it's not quite the marathon stretches. I mean, it's still long compared to most any other movie. But, yeah. Um, but now you can incorporate just uh, subliminal close-ups of dicks. Oh yeah. Lots of, yeah, some grody dicks. Grody dicks. Um, and that was the thing was, I remember in the Waters commentary, maybe for Pink Flamingos, or at least him talking about stuff, was like, I couldn't get gnarlier after Divine ate a piece of shit, or else a major studio would never want to work with me ever if I go over the line again. Yeah, how much farther can you go? Exactly. You know, it's like, so I was like, okay, cool, this one's like a little chiller. Let me see if my wife wants to watch this movie. You showed this to your wife? So check it out. I was like, she wanted to watch a movie, and I was like, listen, I have to watch a movie for the podcast um, tomorrow, and I'm, I can't watch two tonight. And so I was like, do you want to watch Female Trouble? She's like, sure. Luckily, she only made it 34 minutes. I clocked it. Oh, my God. You, the things you show your wife. I know. It was so close because <laughs> at that point, nothing crazy had happened besides she, I mean, like, crazy as how crazy it did get was um, her, Don Davenport locking up her daughter upstairs. Oh, yeah. That was, like, as crazy as the movie got at that point. Otherwise, like, the only thing Renee hated about it, and she hated it, was uh, she's like these bitches need to shut up? They're just yelling. All they do is yell, and so she was over it, and yeah. she just didn't want to hear women yelling for the rest of the movie. I'm like, she doesn't like women yelling or talking. Exactly. So it's 
It's great because, man, where this movie ends up going, I'm like, I, w- I just kept laughing to myself, like, I can't believe Renee almost sat through this. Because, uh, yeah. like, it just got worse and worse. I'm like, what was I thinking? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, dodged a bullet there. She only just saw just vulgar language and divine fucking herself. And Oh, uh, yeah. So, I guess she did get a, a little bit. No, but that's still, that's still, yeah. She got the tip. the gnarly stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it starts right off, Don Davenport, Youth, 1960. Um, and I love this. It's like the high school years. And the beehives. It's so good. And then, um, yeah, Cookie Mueller, Susan Walsh are her, like, her squad. And they are just, like, awesome, tough bitches. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I just fucking love all of them. She's, like, the whole, this, the, the big, like, Don Davenport's eating the meatball sandwich, the whole thing in the classroom. Yeah. I love that. I love, yeah, because they're just kind of, like, um, dressed up. I mean, at one point when they all get, like, you know what they do for a living when they start robbing shit or whatever. They're kind of dressed like Meyer babes and like oh, faster yeah. pussycat with like the all black and exposing their goods. Well, there's a definitely a lot of Russ Meyer for sure. Like you know, kind of references and and themes going on. Um, but yeah, they got that. There's a, this movie also has like tons of quotable dialogue. Like I oh yeah, I didn't take notes all the things. I'm like I'm like I can probably just remember a lot of this. I, I quote a lot of this all the time. Mm-hmm. But I love when they're smoking in the bathroom. It's just like. I hope we fail. Like, I just want to burn this fucking place to the ground. And I, yeah, I say that shit all the time. I wrote down some of my favorites, too. Uh, David Lockerty. Lockerty? Uh, Lockery. Lockery. No, David, yeah, David Lockery. Uh, I sue and bruise easily. I love that. And uh, um, the ex-husband is like, I've got a hard-on. Beauty always gives me a hard-on. It's like, I think that goes for everybody. Uh, the world of heterosexual life is a sick and boring life. <laughs> yeah. And then when they're trying to, uh, when yeah, the aunt set, sets up the aunt Ida. Yeah, aunt Ida sends up the uh, her son on a date with a man, and the guy realizes he's not gay, and it's like he's not gay. The best you got is trade. trade. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, just yeah. The best lines for me are like, uh, Mink stole his taffy. Has just her whole rant. There's a whole scene later on with uh, her and uh, Divine and Gator, and he's just the whole like, you know, come and suck your daddy's dick. And she's like, I wouldn't suck your dick if I was drowning and your balls were full of oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like so... writing a book, hippie. Why don't you sing a folk song and fuck off? Oh, There's my... lots of like really good like people say like fuck you and whatever. Yeah. It's like Samuel Jackson style, where yeah. it's just like it's every time it's just like. So fucking great. Well, even like early on when uh, uh, you know Dawn is trying to get her cha-cha heels for Christmas, oh and that Christmas God. scene is just so fucking amazing. She's like, "Fuck you, fuck off!" Like, "Where's my cha-cha heels?" And she just you know ends up running away, and this is so great. And she's not you know throws the Christmas tree on her mom. Yeah. And it's like not on Christmas, not on Christmas. Did you hear the John Waters thing about that? Uh, uh, I'm sure, yeah, yeah, where he explained that he grew up. Or he grew up hearing that that story actually happened with his grandma. And so we tried to figure out, like, for years, like, how would that would have looked and how that would have played out. And then eventually he wrote it into a movie and filmed it. And it was it's, like, apparently, yeah, a, a, a version of that happened to his grandmother. It's so So great. amazing. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, yeah. Don ends up running away. She ends up getting picked up by uh, Earl, who's actually, you know, yeah. Glenn Milstead, Divine, uh, in male drag. It's crazy uh, to see that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, picks her up, like takes her on the side of the road, rapes her on a dirty mattress, skid marks and his tidy whities the whole the whole nine yards. 
then she ends up pregnant and like alone and um yeah so it just gets the, the super like just melodrama coming in pretty thick and i love when she ends up stripping uh at the red garter and that's a total like faster pussycat like mm-hmm. all of her like go-go dancing is oh, just yeah. like the the opening scenes and faster pussycat yeah um i love all that and then her and then uh yeah, Cookie Mueller and and uh, uh, Susan, they, they all end up becoming like the coolest looking hookers. For sure. <laughs> in their outfits. And, oh, yeah. So, um, big shout out to Van Smith, who does all the costumes and makeup in this They're movie. They're amazing. And he was making them all out of like whatever. Yeah, John Waters saying, you know, in, in Baltimore, they say, you know, you can make a dollar holler. And they really <laughs> you know, made it stretch. Because not only. Yeah, are the costumes really cool? Like they are just so iconic. There's an outfit later on that Divine wears. Um, this like leopard thing that's like it's the one arm and then one yeah. whole arm. The sleeve goes all the way down to her fingertips with black fingernails on it, and it's like gold lame with um, like turquoise leopard print all over it, and it's insane. It's so amazing, and it's like you know, all this is just like custom. It's like you. So this is the person that ended up going far in Hollywood, right? Uh, he might have done some. I think he's or... done some stuff. This. I think that was the Vince Perenio. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, this is Van Smith. So he did this, and then also uh, David Lockery did the, some of the hair and makeup as well. Yeah. But the hair is on point. Uh, There's really cool interviews with like. It made me so yeah. sad to find out that this was his last film. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god. I feel like if he would have lived, even to the '80s, like Divine or something, he would have been his own kind of star. Oh yeah. He would have definitely like blown up in his own way, and maybe like actually been in. Like movie or did something in the scene, something bigger than what he was. I feel like his stock was just rising. Oh yeah, and he was just like a you know he faded away way too fast and harshly. I know he's so great. I love yeah. This is like another just a great role for him. Like oh he's uh, he's my favorite. Yeah, it's like of all the films, like he's all he always stands out the most to me. Yeah, he's so great, um, especially in color too with that bleach hair oh, and that yeah. crazy mustache. Oh, all this crazy. I mean, all the outfits. Like there's <laughs> the uh, are so nuts. Yeah, there's one later when um, Donald and and uh, Donna. Everyone has a Don name. Like this Don Davenport, Donald Dasher. You know, um, yeah, they're all all these these Don. So anyhow, um, they uh, yeah they have this his crazy like low cut thing with the feathers all over it. Um, uh-huh. It's yeah, it's so great. Um, so yeah, so then uh, you know Don just like single mother thief. Um, Prostitute. And then there's the little, like, the little taffy, like, little girl taffy. It's just, like, the jump rope and just, like... And then it's funny because it would almost seem like a parody of something like uh, Mommy Dearest, you know, where it's, like... But it's years before that book even came out or um, any of those stories. And then the little girl, like, little taffy, I think it seems to be modeled sort of off of... uh, uh, I can't think of the name, the, but the girl from the Bad Seed, because that's one of John Waters' favorite movies. Just uh-huh. the other crazy, like the blonde hair and the pigtails, and uh, and yeah, just all the the girls, because both Cookie and Susan, like they show up in those crazy black cat outfits, but they have like the uh, the black sheer over their crazy hair, as if they, you'd never know who these women are. It's <laughs> like their tits are out, and it's just like the most uh, conspicuous cat burglars ever. Yeah, um, but then you know, they. You know, whatever. They lock up little Taffy in the attic, and there's, like, you know, talking about poor Donna's life, and uh, or Don Davenport's life, and they're like, well, you should you know, go get your hair done. You can go to the Lipstick Beauty Parlor, and, you know, there's this hairstyler, Gator, who's there, and he lives right next door, and then you end up meeting Aunt Ida, 
and there's gators, and and then they literally live like next door. And then she, this is one of Edith's one of my favorite Edith Massey roles. She's wearing all these insane Fredericks of Hollywood outfits, and of course, like at her size and her figure, yeah. they look very amazing. Amazing. Um, it's so crazy. She has a great Aunt Ida. Aunt Ida. Yeah. <laughs> she has the or not Aunt Ida. Um, um, David's wife. In the film, oh uh, uh, yeah, uh, Vivian Mary Vivian Pierce, Mary Vivian uh, Pierce, where I just a, a quote about outfits. She was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I've been in this outfit for five hours. I have totally. to change." It's so great. That's how stacked they were with that. Just, just the wardrobe. They're like, we have to show, like, we just have to change like every scene, even though it's the same day. Oh yeah, totally. And so she ends up like, um, say, you end up meeting them, and then uh, Donna is going to the Lipstick Beauty Parlor, but this place is so elite that you get you have to audition to be there. And I love, like, there's the lineup of all the women, and it's like, I work at the phone company, and they're like, disqualified! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they're just, like, crazy. And then, like, the receptionist is pregnant, and everyone's just, like, I don't know, it's it's great. Yes, which um, is the baby they ended up using when Don Davenport And that is a fresh birth. baby. It, that's what I was tripping out because I thought the baby was fake because it was so tiny and then the legs started moving. I'm like, what? And then she, you know, ate her own umbilical cord off, which I guess <laughs> was condoms and liver. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. So but they, if you put dog shit in your mouth, you're like, whatever. My wife did liver. see all this. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, this, all is, this is, this is um, for me, some of the raw stuff in the movie. For real. Um, and that's funny because I made a joke like, oh, this is actually like, the roles were reversed, but this is how my parents met. <laughs> Where it was like, Don Davenport was my dad. And then somebody's like, you need to go to this hair salon. It's like really nice or whatever. And there's a woman there that I know. And blah, and that's literally how my parents met. That's oh, great. He was getting a perm? Yeah. 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 <laughs> or Love something. Days. Maybe he had, uh, what was the 70s? Oh, 70s. That's so right. yeah, I think he still had his like, you know, biker long hair like I have right now. And then... That's it. And, That's here, so and here funny. I am. Here oh I am. Oh my god. Um, yeah, it's so great. But I love her little part of her introduction for her audition. It's just like, it's like, I'm a thief and a shit kicker and I want to be famous. Yeah. And they just fucking love her. Uh, yeah, she ends up you know, having Gator do her hair. I love all the hairdressers. Yeah. There's like Butterfly and then there's, uh, who's like the super queeny one. And then, uh, oh, what's the other one? Like, uh, I don't know, the other, like, super tweaky one. They're all really great. Um, but yeah, so you get, like, they meet and you get this really great montage of just, like, their married life where, you know, he's drunk all the time and cheating on her. And, you know, she's just crazy. And then he cuts to five years later and they're just, like, fucking with the tools because now he's turned into, like, kind of a gearhead. Yeah. Um, and this is when you have the whole, like, back and forth with Taffy is now, uh, uh, played by Mink Stoll, and it's just really funny. They're just like, like you need to like you look, you know, pretty beat for fourteen. You're like an old woman, <laughs> and she's just like she kind of has like the uh, Courtney Love thing going on. She has the little baby doll dresses, yeah, and she likes to play like car crash. That car accident was so fucking funny when it <laughs> cut away, and she just like has that destroyed windshield. She's pouring ketchup on her dolls. I'm like, this is. One sick family. It's so good. I love his commentary on just like married heterosexual life. Oh, uh, yeah. Because everything he's playing on with like the media, and this is more like, I mean, his Manson obsession mm-hmm. is pretty. I mean, he dedicated the film to Tex Watson, which yeah. is wild. And then I was reading up on it, I had no idea that John Waters uh, taught film in prisons. Oh, yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, like, totally. uh, I think, I mean, that's. Such he a really awesome loves, thing. yeah, like prisoners. He like would screen this movie. And he, he talks about like. 
it was actually in that Dennis Lemon interview who talks about like it's like it's crazy they even let me do this like I'm projecting on like a 16 millimeter camera it's like 50 people just in a room just sitting on their little pads just like yeah. watching this movie probably and loving it because it's yeah, so wild but it was <laughs> it was so crazy um, yeah so funny yeah you have like Aunt Ida she's trying to set Gator up again because she you know doesn't want him to be straight, straight and <laughs> that's, yeah, so you get like the whole like uh, the gay setup and Don ends up uh, you know yeah, she ends up like leaving him, and then she's she ends up going to the hair salon, and she ends up getting him fired. Uh, so yeah, the dashers end up just firing, and they want her to be a model, and they basically want to do like kind of a Diane Arbus thing, where they want to take photographs of her, just being crazy, and like um, yeah, this whole like new lifestyle. So that she's gonna have them over for dinner, but then it all like dissolves into like chaos because she yeah. ends up like you know, beating up on Taffy, and that's when Aunt Ida comes over. To like throw acid in their face, so good. I love the acid use. Oh yeah, you just don't see that anymore. It's. I feel like acid was used in a lot of the '60s and '70s thing. It I was think kind it was of like still a popular thing to do. Yeah, it's like that and like hot lava and oh, yeah. whatever, like all that kind of stuff that's just. Did gone you see now. that uh, that documentary, uh, Crazy Love? That sounds really familiar. It's if anyone, yeah, listening to this, it's a really great documentary. It came out like probably 10, 15 years ago. Um, it's called Crazy Love, but it involves a couple where there's an acid being thrown in the face situation, oh, and yeah. it's amazing. I think I did see this documentary like 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um, I love it. And then, yeah, she ends up in the hospital, all bandaged, bandaged up, um, and then it's the whole, like, everyone comes to meet her, and they're all like just so turned on by the whole concept. Like, I wish this happened to me. And, and how insane she feeling. looked. Yeah, it's I, like the grossest. The makeup was great on her. Yeah, it's like, so good. John Waters could have straight up done a horror movie. And, and then he gets to use the Herschel Gordon Lewis stuff again when you have the ant tied up in the... or like Aunt Ida's, yeah, in the, the cage. And uh-huh. they chop off her hand. and That was a great moment. Yeah, I love yeah all of that. It's so good. But then she's... Yeah, then they're like, you're even better. You're even more beautiful. Yeah. Just the... Yeah, and I Waters is the callback to her doing the catwalk on the streets of Baltimore again. Oh yeah, totally. And, and that's when she has that outfit on. It's just so amazing. Apparently, uh, he was saying he wanted to get like the same reaction that he got from her, or that they that they gave Divine in, um, you know, multiple maniacs or pink flamingos, whichever yeah. one. And uh, nobody would look at her in the face for this one because of the scarring. And he they just, thought she was crippled or exactly. Yeah, like, and they're just like, disabled. oh, just let her uh, do her thing. She's just out there doing. It's great. I'm like, oh, that's funny. It's like you never want it. When you want like an honest reaction from the crowd, you're not going to get the one that you want. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, I just love it. I love when they start shooting her up with liquid eyeliner. And then yes. he's like, say, liquid eyeliner. <laughs> and then she's like, I just feel it coursing through my veins. God, they really suck her with the needle, too. Oh, yeah. Because then she like, gets up and the blood starts running down her arm. It's like, so crazy. Oh, my God. You think like okay, I ate dog shit and I did this and that for the. It's like no, you still got to put out every time around. Oh uh, yeah. I don't think anybody goes the distance quite like Divine did. Like she really. Yeah, no. It's just to. I mean, it's something to be it's a legend. To marvel. Uh, absolute legend. Um, yeah, and then I love to see yeah the crazy house they've redecorated for while she's been away. It was so wild. And, uh, and Taffy, she decides she wants to be a, a Hare Krishna, and so she goes on her Krishna bent, and then she kind of gets kind of close to Aunt Ida, and she gets Aunt Ida a hook, 
But then she wants to go meet her dad. Well, you know, I guess it's like she becomes a Christian, I think, after trying to meet her dad. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she goes to see Earl, and then he's a total fucking scumbag. And that's when he gets his dick out. And that's like it's all like scabbed over and just gross. And he like pukes on her face. Um, <laughs> yeah, then she like ends up, yeah, going up. She goes like crazy Krishna. Then Dawn ends up, she's like, not quite happy with whatever she's at, so she goes back to the hair salon, and then she gets that fucking mohawk. Yeah, and it's like, and that's when she gets like that's the same. crazy Van Smith like eyeliner or you know eyeshadow goes all the way to the back of her head. Mm-hmm. And this is two years before Taxi Driver, so who, oh yeah, who did it first? It's it's so great. Um, yeah, then she ends up becoming like doing a live show, and it's so great. Like I guess oh the other thing I guess this is a way back to earlier on when she first gets married. I didn't mention. Her wedding scene, where she's wearing the see-through dress with the full bush, and they're doing it in a church, and I'm like, I can't believe anyone would ever let these people back in a church. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then later on, they're, they're back in this, like, theater, and she's doing this crazy, like, it's mostly just her just being nuts, where she is on a trampoline, and just doing her, like, crazy trampoline jumping, and it's just, like, just yelling about, like, you know, all of these, like, kind of aligning with all the, like, crazy psychos of the time, like, you know, I blew Richard Speck. Yeah. And, um, you know, all this, like fucked up shit and then she gets in like the I Cajun shot John, or Ford or Gerald Ford or whatever it was she uh well I think she like I gave the gun that uh what's his name used cause his, uh yeah Gerald Ford wasn't even president or then um yeah it was like I don't know but yeah all this shit just like um it's so creepy she gets in the the basket full of fish and it's kind of like it looks like uh the egg lady's like crib but then apparently that was also from like their homage to Vixen like when Erica Gavin does the fish sexy dance and that's like oh yeah just gonna like cover yourself with fishes um yeah it's it's so great and then that's just just shooting everybody yeah it's crazy which is also like it's funny watching this like some of the stuff now where you're like oh yeah I mean that's just that's just a mass shooting and it is like a lot of these things he's doing do feel way more prescient where you're like this is kind of like before you know like crazy like talk show insanity and just like weird I mean obviously like the media has been around people just been like crazy media stars based off of like uh, doing fucked up shit and crazy notoriety like this but I feel this is like it just feels way more like just weird internet shit and just how celebrities just turned into this yeah um, and also the celebrity of like being a crazy mass killer and you know um mm-hmm. it's just that sort of shit and then we get the the crazy court case the court scenes well Which she also crazy. runs out in the wilderness for a while and she gets caught and it reminds me of like the Cirque Rouge yeah when uh like the crazy is just wandering out in like the the police hunt in the the autumn well that's nuts because Divine had to jump in that cold ass Baltimore River oh, and yeah. swim and keep her wig on and then get out and then be arrested all in like the same take like <sighs> shit like yeah, I don't it's... that's probably got to be one of the worst things ever I mean what was she barefoot in maniacs in the snow I think around so. the car so I mean like every time it's just some sort of cold weather location and Mary Vivian Pierce talked about that too she's like one of the things, hard things about working with John she's like yeah he's kind of an asshole. This is like why we are shooting these movies like in January in Baltimore. You know, even like like Pink Flamingos we were supposed to shoot in October, but instead we didn't start shooting until like after Thanksgiving, and so we're like fucking freezing. 
Uh, when I say all the stuff from goes through, you see they are like freezing. You just see their breath and everything. Yeah. Um, it's like, it gets fucking cold there. But this and time, there's actually, I mean, I don't know if it's a courtroom, but I mean, they have like a set courtroom. Oh, yeah. This, and it was just... And they have jurors, and they have, they have like, you know, extras. It's just so cool to see, like, look, they've graduated, and it's just... Totally. I love that he, he you know, he puts a little bit more into everything that he does. Mm-hmm. And I, think, I guess the budget of this one was like 25 grand, and, you know, in 1974, that's probably like, you know, double now, at least, or something. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, they... He probably whatever money he made from money, yeah. Pink Flamingos, he's like let it ride on this. And well, I think that's also because they had actual oh, like, for, new line money. That's true. I mean, had, I mean, they didn't give him a whole lot, but you know, Pink Flamingos was such a big midnight movie. I think they thought they were going to be able to create that again. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really. I mean, it didn't become popular like that at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, now it's. I think this is maybe more accessible and it's more more popular with people than Pink Flamingos because people, yeah. And about watching the film, I thought it was still on the Criterion channel, and it wasn't. Oh, no. Damn. So I had to rent it on Amazon, and it was like the SD version. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it was was beat up. It was like basically like a VCR recording of that with like the old prints, you know, on top of that. So it was pretty shiny. But yeah, what the Criterion restoration is like eye-popping. It's nuts. And they have like just lots of great stuff. They did. It's it's good. Hopefully they'll be able to do that with... uh, like Pink Flamingos and uh, and Desperate Living definitely deserve it and need it. So hopefully those will be the next ones that they can. Oh, so Desperate Living Living isn't on any like Blu-ray or. Nope. Yeah, that's the only one that's still just on. Um, I have the old the old DVD. Oh, we'll have to um, watch that next time. We yeah, can. it's great. And then um, yeah, so as everyone ends up turning on Don in the courtroom. Um, you know, and it's just like it's pretty funny. There's some deleted scenes that they. Cut out. He cut out a bunch of stuff. He said that was in the interview. He talks about like that's when you know you're kind of getting better. It's like if something needs to be cut. It just cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one scene that I think would have been so great is in the the courtroom when uh, Cookie Mueller and uh, Susan Walsh they end up like coming in, but they're like in their crazy like Capriolar outfits, but their faces are painted like silver and gold, and they go and try to like break. Don out of uh, the courtroom, but then they end up getting shot and killed. Oh yeah, um, and so that was like how you never see what happens to them in the movie. No, it was like, like yeah. But the the stills and the stuff, the, the scene it looks so awesome. I'm like fuck, I wish I was still in the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then she ends up going to prison, and it turns into kind of like a women in prison movie for a while. Mm-hmm. And I love that whole stuff too. And like her like crazy like she gets a girlfriend, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty funny, and then she goes off to the electric chair. It was great. And she like looks at it as like her great like, yeah, her great reward, you know, her great prize for being like so filthy. So in some ways, it's almost like the completion of her like you know, uh, her filthy trajectory through the other movies. Like I'm gonna be the worst and the craziest, and this you know kind of kills it off. And this is you know, um, is sort of the end of this era of Divine. The next time she's going to show back up is going to be in Polyester, where she's kind of like now, you know, starting over. Oh, she's not desperate living. No, she was going to be, but she was in a play. So he, uh, and she was going to play a totally different part anyhow, because he was going to have her play like the kind of butch lesbian, but she was busy like doing other stuff. And so he uh, recast that. Wow. Um, So yeah, it's kind of like, this is, this is the, the final hurrah for this level of like, what a way to go out. Trashy Divine. God, he's so brilliant. Yeah, he said it's also crazy too because uh, they shot that scene in the actual like Baltimore prison. Oh yeah, that's real. You could tell yeah. by the cinder block 
you know, yeah. cells and everything. You're like, this, they are so on location. In Baltimore, in Maryland, like, they had the gas chamber. So they, the prison let them bring in that electric chair. And he said it was so crazy. You're like, I can't believe let's bring, like, <laughs> the, uh, you know, prisoners just see us bringing in this electric chair. Just like, what, are they bringing this back now? Like, yeah. what is going on? And it's like, they shot it in there. Apparently, John Waters kept that electric chair and he still yeah. has it in his home. He decorates it for Christmas. Really? <laughs> oh, that's so great. Um, he really is the king of filth. Yeah. So crazy. But yeah, this is and this is it. This movie, you know, apparently, like it, it did have like some audience, but he said that it was kind of stuck in between where the people who wanted him to kind of up the game from Pink Flamingos, like you know, they were like, you know, thought that he sold out or whatever. Wow. <laughs> um, and you know, it was just and it got like a real release. He said that New Line, you know, gave them um, an actual premiere, and it wasn't like. A major first-run theater, but it was a first-run theater that it premiered at, and uh, they had limousines like all picked him up and dropped him off to the theater. He said it was in the middle of a blizzard, and uh, they had perfect. to find their own way home because the limos didn't stay. He said we were just excited to be in them. Yeah, um, yeah. But then he said later on, like it's definitely like picked up and it's you know become like this you know kind of big cult thing. And he said that, you know it was it's his favorite of these movies and it was also Divine's favorite yeah. uh, of all these movies. And I think it just, you know, gives them just so much more. I mean, there's like, there's a much bigger scope exactly uh, to it and like the different, I mean, like it's almost like three different, you know, roles for Divine. Um, and yeah, there's just, there's a lot and you have, you have all the people are kind of here for, you know, yeah, David Lockery is going to die and uh, so he wasn't on and, you know, Obviously, like Edith Massey has such a great role, so you you kind of have like the the sweet spot of this this mm -hmm. particular era. It's great. I like the callback to the egg lady. It's like we got some eggs in the fridge. Like I don't want eggs. <laughs> I want meat. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's so good. Um, yeah, and that's it. So this is yeah. This is it. Trouble part three is over, and then yeah, we're ending next time with Desperate Living. Yep. So the only way you can find Desperate Living is an old DVD, basically. Uh, yeah, the DVD. Uh, I think it is. You can. I think you can stream it. Okay. Uh, it okay. is. I think you can rent it online. Um, I could be wrong on that. I mean, these things change all the time. But yeah, uh, but yeah it hasn't gotten a Blu-ray or it hasn't been restored that I'm aware of. All right. Well, now you know. So uh, knowing is half the battle. GI Joe. All right. Keep it casual. <laughs>